Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne. And today's episode is so cool because for the first time ever, we're having a dentist on to talk to us about how redheads experience pain differently, why redheads, some redheads, don't like going to the dentist because of the pain they experience. I'm sure anesthesia and Novocaine and all of those things are going to be discussed because that's what redheads have to experience when they go to a dentist. Um, And to make it even spicier, um, we are talking to Dr. Ethan Irwin. He is a redhead himself. um, Which is so cool. Yeah. he's So he's a redhead dentist who's going to be able to speak on all this stuff. And he owns Smile Hot Springs in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where he practices cosmetic and general dentistry. So I think this is really cool. But just as a FYI, Stephanie, more than me, loves to go to the dentist. She loves to get a cleaning. I go every three months, even though I hate, I don't enjoy it, but I go. Oh, wow. You go every three months. I go every three months. Yeah. Well, because only Going in on Kathleen, <laughs> our aunt who lived to a hundred, that was like, she used to say like, she kept, she always was moving and she went to the dentist every three months. And I'm not a big flosser. Like oh, no, I, I floss every night. I floss like two times a week and okay. I drink a lot of tea. So I just feel like, well, if I get like frequent cleanings, then like I can get away with not flossing all the time. But um, I personally- I love flossing. You love it? I don't love flossing. Yeah. I have a whole routine. I I haven't missed. Oh my gosh. Well, I started really getting to the habit during COVID, I think. But I I never miss. Really? Yeah. I really like it. I go through a lot of- I go through a lot of floss. I always, I always tell Brian, "Where's the dental floss?" He's like, "You don't have to say dental floss. You can just say floss. <laughs> you don't have to say the word dental." But at the dentist, you know how they always give you like a little package after with like the toothpaste, yeah. and um, I always ask for more floss because I like the one that uh, it's like a gray little one, but it's it's like seven dollars for one small one. Is it the thick one? It's like fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one too. Like I, actually, I can't do the name brand, like the store brands for some of the, like, they just, yeah, and I can't do those picks. Oh, I do the picks. That's what I do. My, my, den- my hygienist said don't do the picks. I know because the, the thing is, the, the, way, the reason people don't like it is because you, you use the pick and you put it down and you go up. But really what dental yeah. floss is meant to do is like go in between and like really yeah. like seesaw back and forth in your in your gums. That's what you're supposed to do. But if you take that pick and you really like seesaw like you do with regular floss, then I think it does the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so, no, I really like going to – I just go out twice a year. Wow, yeah. I love I, – I do. I love to go. And lately they've been doing like a sand blaster on my teeth. Oh, what's that? Like they sand blast all of the stains off. Like it, oh. it's kind of painful. It, it's like high pressure water, but it's almost like – sand like goes all over the place because it's just sand blasting it's high pressure is it you have stained teeth I mean I th- I'm, I'm cautious of it because of how much I drink you know what I mean like I'm cautious of it but anyway let's let's give Erwin a call yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah Dr. Yeah. Ethan Erwin a call we so we can talk about my, our, our dental problems and let's, routines but yeah. yes call let's call him up now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. 
Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with the tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Dr. Irwin. It's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Great. We're super excited to have you on. Adrian and I were saying earlier that we've talked about the topic of um, studies about redheads at the dentist for years, but we've never had on a actual dentist on our podcast. So super excited. Never mind, Stephanie. Never, yeah, never mind that he's a redhead. Right. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we can see you. Our listeners can't, but um, redheads listening, he... He is a natural redhead. We, we can, we can <laughs> um, confirm. <laughs> yes. So we wanted to get right into it. According to a study that we will definitely share in the podcast notes, natural redheads have more anxiety about the dentist than people with dark hair due to our resist, resistance to local anesthesia, anesthesia. As a redhead yourself, what was your experiencing experience like at the dentist. Um, and can you confirm this study? Do you have any experience with it? Uh, so I, I, I can speak from my own personal experience. I've had, you know, dental work done in the chair. I've also had, you know, broke my arm and my leg at one point in my life. And I do think that, I do think that redheads are a little more sensitive to pain. Um, and then just, that's just my experience. Uh, and you know, as far as the local anesthetic that there again, you know, I've had dentistry done as well. And, and there is, you know, I, I've many times I've had to be renumbed during mm. a procedure. Uh, and, you know, I think the dentist that was working on me at the time was kind of miffed by it. And, um, you know, but, but, you know, when I was in dental school at Baylor, uh, they did talk about, you know, the fact that redheads do have a tendency to be, a little bit more difficult to get anesthetized. Oh, um, they did. Okay. Cause that was yeah, a question they, they we actually, wanted to ask. Okay. They did talk about it. That's so they did talk about it. Wow. now this study y'all had start, I think it went down to the genetic level. Yeah. We didn't go that far. Um, but I understand, you know, a lot of people have not just redheads, but a lot of people have anxiety about the dentist. Uh, so, you know, and if it's, if it's hard for you to get numb, a lot of those childhood experiences that, you know, are what shapes people's anxiety, it doesn't take but one bad experience for somebody to, uh, you know, have anxiety in the future. And then it's for some people, they, they never go back. And then by the time they go back to the dentist at some point later down the road, they've got a lot of problems, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, and I've, I feel like I've heard that, you know, I've had colleagues in medicine that have, we've talked about it before and it, I do think it's a thing. Um, I've not, like I say, I've not ever looked at a study like you guys had produced there, uh, that had taken it down to the genetic level. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I actually had somebody in the chair this past week uh, that, that was red, that had red hair. And I I didn't think of it, but I did know I was coming on this podcast. I sit down, I sit down to get started. And as soon as I pick up the hand piece, you know, she goes, Hey, I think I can feel that a little bit. And I look down and I go, yeah, you've got red hair. And and she goes, (laughs) I'm fixing to just ask you about that. And I said, yeah, I do think it's a thing. So, uh, 
I, I think it's a valid concern. Uh, and, and I think I've even heard other dentists talk about it as well. So it's no secret in the dental field. That's yeah. Uh, that's I've never so personally experienced anything. Um, Adrian, have you, like I've had one cavity my whole life and I didn't experience anything. I, Adrian and I were also saying, I really love going to the dentist. So I think, yeah, but I know that there are a lot of redheads out there when we do talk about it, especially on social, we recently did a question on our Facebook page and oh my God, hundreds of comments on, I, you know, I dislike the dentist or experiences on, um, they had to up this medication because I could feel it. And it's just, it's really, it's really interesting in kind of the redhead community, how this has formed and yeah, just the whole topic of, of, of the dentist being a redhead. Well, and one thing I would add, you know, for people that do have anxiety about going to the dentist and maybe getting numb for a procedure, uh, being a redhead today, we have so much more in our, so many more tools in our toolbox to get people numb. You know, I've got, you know, we've got lidocaine, marcaine, septicaine. Septicaine especially is very, it's a very powerful anesthetic. You know, rarely do I f- find somebody that is resistant to all three mm-hmm. of those things. I have, it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's really nobody I've had come into my office that I couldn't get numb per se by the, you know, by the time I, I used everything I had at my disposal to get them numb. Yeah. Um, that being said though, usually you have to feel a little bit of pain before you, uh, <laughs> before you know to get somebody numb. And so I hate putting people through that discomfort, you know? Yeah. So how does someone who's sitting in the chair who is a redhead says, you know, I need more of whatever you just gave me. Cause I think it's something where they may look at you or, you, you know, you may look at them like you're crazy or like I'm the dentist and I know what to do. And then they, maybe someone listening has experienced where a dentist has never heard the study and may disregard it. Um, so what's the best way that someone should tell their dentist if they need more you know, I would just politely say, hey, do you mind getting me a little extra numb? You know, do you mind uh, anesthetizing me a little more than normal? Uh, I, you know, just express that concern to your dentist. Uh, and anesthetic's cheap, so, you know, they'll they'll probably... They want you to be comfortable. No <laughs> dentist wants to work on a patient that's got anxiety or is not comfortable, you know, through the procedure. Yeah. yeah. And you have, so you're a redhead. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a lot of redheads in your family? Cause we know your son's a redhead. You have a blonde daughter and you're experiencing, you're expecting a new baby girl in a few months um, who may have red hair. You're not, you obviously don't yeah, know. So, so my little, my little girl, she's four is turning four and she, uh, she's got blonde hair like my wife. And then my little boy, he's two and he's got red hair like me. And mm. uh, I've got another little girl coming May 2nd and you know, who knows? I don't know what she'll have. She may be, she may be a redhead. She may not be. I don't, I don't have a preference one way or the other, really. Of course, as you guys know, there's a downside to it too. You have to wear sunscreen everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but you, so let me, true. let me tell you though, because we're, we know our stuff with redheads is even your daughter who has blonde hair, she still has the redhead gene. So like yeah, in life, she could, true. she could be, she could have redhead kids. So you know, I just feel like anyone who 
is related to a redhead closely, but they don't have red hair, they also need to be very careful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one other thing I'd like to add, you know, preventative dentistry is a lot easier to get people numb for, you know, once people that have anxiety, a lot of times they put dental work off. And by the time you get an infection, it becomes significantly more difficult to get somebody numb. The wow. pH of the tissue changes. Um, that's yeah. when it, that's when it really becomes difficult. So getting your teeth cleaned every six months is, is yeah, what yeah. you consider preventative, right? Yeah. Preventative, yeah. making sure you're on top of stuff. Don't, don't wait till something's an emergency before you decide to, to get it treated or be seen. I have a question too. Um, and we were talking about this before we, we talked to you, but, um, I was, I go every three months to get a cleaning and I, Stephanie and I joke, we had an aunt who lived to a hundred years old and she got a cleaning every three months. And she was used to always say like, maybe that was a contributor. She has a, she had a great heart. Um, and really like she had a great heart, but like, she was also very kind, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, so I get it done every three months. And my doctor told me that insurance companies used to do every three months because that's when you can actually get gingivitis, like every 90 days, like that's when something could happen. So you're being extra preventative doing every three months. So she was like, I wish insurance companies would pay for every three months, but that's why people do every six. But what do you recommend? Like for someone who's like genuinely, you know, you know, I think healthy. if somebody's got good, if someone has good oral hygiene and they are on top of things, I think six months is absolutely fine. Okay. You know, I, I, I know people with periodontal, active periodontal disease, or even a past history of periodontal disease, three month recall is definitely something they need to be on. They need to, they just need the extra love and care to keep their dentition stable for the rest of yeah. their life. But, this you know, is- go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is a random story. I was at a pet store about maybe this was before COVID and I was getting dental sticks for my dog. I obviously, I know we're not talking about dogs and vets, but um, the, the guy who was helping me was saying, we got to talking about teeth, br- brushing your teeth morning and night. And he was like, you brush your teeth morning and night. And I looked at him what? like, of course, he doesn't. Right, but there yeah, are. So you, you have to be careful. <laughs> or what they, what you think they might know, or what their oral hygiene practices are, because you know sometimes if you don't catch those lessons early on in life, you know, it you, you can't take that for granted <laughs> that they know those things. I did want to ask about that. Made me think about kids. I have a two-year-old. He's not a redhead, and. um we obviously, we brush his teeth morning and night. We have like a dinosaur toothbrush and he gets really, he, he doesn't resist it, which is really good. I think at his age, but what age do you recommend that he starts getting his teeth cleaned? The dog? Sorry. No. <laughs> oh no, my, actually my, my dog just got his teeth cleaned last week. Cleaned. No, no, my, my son, my, did I say my dog? No, you, no, 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 you, you went right into, you went right into talking about Bo. That's why, that's why. No, no, my, my son, um, which my dog is my son too, but yeah, no, my actual human son <laughs> too. <laughs> what age do you recommend that he should start getting his teeth cleaned? So, you know, going to the dentist as early as possible, even, even I would, I would say 12, 12 months is really the spot where oh. you just need to get them at least familiar with the dentist. And, you know, we can't do much at that point, but we can also educate parents, you know, because 
once they start getting their first teeth in is when, when, when you can make a difference. Mm. So getting them on in the office at, at, you know, around the 12 month mark is helpful uh, because, you know, usually nothing has gone wrong at that point. Just making sure they're healthy, making sure parents are educated because at that point you have more control over their dental destiny than they do, you know? Uh, so making sure parents are educated and armed with the right things to, to keep them, uh, you know, healthy, but also just getting them familiar with the dental office, you know, before there is a problem, developing that rapport, give, you know, just getting them familiarized to the setting of, of the office without it being uh, a negative experience, as many positive experiences you can have before you have to say, do a filling or something like that, I think is helpful. Okay. And I'm thinking about all the people who are listening right now who are like, I'm still not convinced about going to the dentist. What can you say as a dentist to someone who's listening who they still don't want to go? Like they still don't want to go. What is something that will convince them to go so that Uh, they can be healthy? (laughs) You know, I, I'm very committed to wanting to have a healthy, not just mouth, but, you know, dental health is part of your overall health. Mm -hmm. There's more, there's more research and studies out there now in the last 10, 15 years that are showing how heart disease, you know, the oral environment is, has an extremely high bacteria load, uh, keeping the right bacteria in your mouth and keeping the numbers low on the ones that are harmful to your body is, is huge. And, you know, if you've, if you've got a joint replacement or you're going to get a joint replacement, or if you have a history of heart disease, absolutely need to be going to the dentist regularly. Uh, you know, those, those things, you know, that's where you get into trouble and there are a lot of links there. So, you know, I would, I, my, my kind of my philosophy to patients is, you know, I want you to be able to keep your teeth a lifetime. I want you to be able to chew and function and smile and enjoy life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're putting those things off, not only does it become more expensive whenever you do finally have to address them, but you know, that's, that's, that's not the, the health or the lifestyle that I think you want. Now, some people are very fortunate, you know, they can, they can go a few years without going to the dentist and have very little problems. Uh, but you know, like I say, just my philosophy, what I would tell those people is, uh, you know, preventative dentistry is, is more simple. It's more cost effective and it's less difficult to get you numb if you're doing preventative dentistry, uh, versus, you know, you wait till you have a problem and you have to have it addressed. Yeah. And I was wondering too, um, since let's use your son as an example, right? Let's say something happens and he needs a surgery because you know, all these things about redheads needing more anesthesia. Would you tell an anesthesiologist or, you know, a surgeon, whoever, would you say, Hey, maybe he needs more. Would you, would you step up and say something or would you not? Me personally? No. Um, for one, I'm not an anesthesiologist. Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to tell him how to do his job. Uh, I have confidence that uh, they probably have more training on genetic factors than mm-hmm. he did in dental school regarding anesthetic. So I, I don't, I don't want to be influencing him on how he does his job. Uh, I want him to do to do it the way he was taught and trained, and I also want him to use him or her to use their experience, um, 
to make the best call. And, you know, I think it's, that's just my philosophy though. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying if I was, I, I don't really try to influence the practitioners I see or would I with my kids, you know, I try to pick people that I trust and mm-hmm. let, the, let them do, do the, do their job, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it, it never offends me if somebody tells me as a practitioner, Hey, I'm hard to get numb. You know, if you got you know, a lot of times they'll say, if you got some good stuff, you can give me, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I say, yeah, I can, I, I don't necessarily go into the, I don't go into detail with them, but yeah, I do my best to get them numb. And, you know, uh, nitrous is a, uh, people call it laughing gas is another resource you have. Uh, and it's, it's effective. Uh, you can couple it with what you're doing a lot of times. And if nothing else, it usually eases a patient's anxiety. Right. Um, so did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It, it it did, it did. And so you might you might have already touched upon it, but for patients who you know are still like, okay, I'm going to go to the dentist, but it, what can they ask for if you know, like 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 Valium or or whatever? What can they what can they ask for so that they're not in pain? So not all dentists do this, but you know, some patients have extreme anxiety. Uh, and you know, there are different benzodiazepine drugs, uh, Valium's in that class. Uh, uh, usually the one, uh, that I use and it's, I usually don't deploy that very often. Uh, but it is, uh, it is for people that do have a lot of anxiety. If they're having an extensive procedure, I want them to be comfortable. Mm. And I, you know, I think I'm less anxious as the practitioner when they're, not anxious you know it's always more fun to work on a patient that's relaxed yeah so you know there are there are things you can take to to help that okay i i had one sorry even go ahead no 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 i was gonna say that i had a question that's not on the call sheet about teeth whitening so um i know i was was waiting for y'all to ask something (laughs) yeah i just i'm so curious because um obviously even know if there's there's I'm not trying to make up a study or anything but I redheads are typically known to have super sensitive skin I have sensitive gums so I have to use Sensodyne toothpaste which has been life-changing um my dentist was telling me that it's probably because I had braces for so many years and that some of my I mean I'm not going into my like medical but um so Sensodyne's been really good but he was just recommending staying away from some of the the drugstore whitening products out there because they can be very um they can irritate if i'm sensitive so what do you recommend for teeth whitening at home or do you only recommend getting it done at the dentist so okay that's a great question first off i'd say redheads is a general whole their complexion is we're we're pretty fair complected people and a lot of times you have to have whiter teeth you know, you, you, you compare how white somebody's teeth are to the setting, uh, and the setting being your face, your skin, it, you know, redheads, it's hard for us to have really white teeth because there's not a lot of contrast, <laughs> you know, what I'm <laughs> saying? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so your teeth have to be, you know, uh, always kind of compare people's tooth shade to the whites of their eyes. But, you know, on a redhead, the whole background is, is white. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you, you, it is hard to keep your teeth looking very white as a redhead, if that makes sense. Yeah. So 
So I, I, I first off, any whitening product pretty much across the board uh, has the, the potential to cause sensitivity. Uh, abrasive toothpastes that um, that are, a lot of the toothpaste you buy over the counter that advertises as, as whitening toothpaste are uh, they ha- they're a little more abrasive and they've got stuff in them that's just a little it's a it's a little harsher on your teeth. Uh, to and it, you know I do think they make a difference, but it comes at a little bit of an expense. If you have if you have sensitive teeth. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to find a whitening product in general, whether it's at the dentist office or anywhere that really works. Um, you know, I've actually uh, I've got a toothpaste here that Ultradent makes. They have a white. It's a sensitive. Uh, I've got it in my office here somewhere. But in fact, I just got a sample. I tried it myself. I like it. But it's a whitening toothpaste for people with sensitive teeth. And oh wow! I think it. I think it makes a difference. Um, you know, but if you do any bleach whitening. Uh, there is all, always the chance of getting more sensitive, but a lot, a lot of times I tell patients to use that sensitive toothpaste after, you know, immediately after mm. they've bleached their teeth, and sometimes that gets them a little bit of relief. Okay, so I, how about if someone doesn't have sensitive gums? Um, I mean, what comes to mind when I hear whitening at home is the Crest White Strips. I think that those have just kind of been on, you know, the shelves for so many years. Do you like strips like that? Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Crest White Strips. They're not the okay. most, they're not the most uh, powerful whitening product out there you can get. Um, the stuff you get from your dentist office is going to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I my husband and I both got trays made mm-hmm. from the dentist, and then they gave us like this. It's potent, though. It's like this potent five-minute. And it will make your gum yeah. sensitive. It'll yeah. actually burn your gum tissue Yeah. you get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I and I, 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 you can only do it for five minutes, and I do it for like a couple times a week only because then, yeah, just like, just like he said, my, my gum, like it's, it's horrible if you go over that time limit. It's horrible, but your teeth are really white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the, what I would tell people is to be aware of whitening products that are not. I mean, bleach, bleach whitening, like, like what you're describing there, that does work, uh, but. You have to, some of the whitening products out there that utilize a light, uh, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. they just dehydrate the tooth on the front end and oh. it's not necessarily a long lasting oh. bite, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Once the tooth rehydrates, uh, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I, there's a, there's so many whitening products out there. It is impossible to keep up with them all, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I do, I do think the traditional bleach whitening you get with custom trays made in office, I do think that's effective. I've done that. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I've, I, I use the word Ultradent again. They're a brand. They have a product called Opalescence Go. I've, I've been having, I've used it myself and had a lot of patients use it. It's a, it's a bleach whitening, but you don't have to have custom trays made. It's got a little pre-made oh. And, uh, it's, it's pretty effective, um, for people that are wanting, and I think you can get it over the counter. I think you can order it online, Mm. uh, but your, your dentist can definitely access it. And it's called ultra dent is the ultra dent. It's opalescence go. Oh, okay. And it's just a, it's just an easier, it's not as expensive and I still do think it's very effective. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I've, I think my dentist gave me this. 
I just looked it up. The packaging looks so familiar with the go yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, they come in a little. In fact, I've got I've got one right here. It looks like that. Yes, my dentist gave me those a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're you know for people that are just wanting a small a small bump, you know, they're not like aggressive. Like I want my teeth as wide as they can be. Uh, I think that product's great. Okay. Great, great. And I just want to say too, Steph, and in closing too, that you're the second redhead guy that we've had on our podcast. So welcome. But I was wondering what your experience has been like, you know, um, being a redhead in life. Like what has it been like? Everyone has a different story. Man, I've been sunburned so many times. And I've got you know, a little redheaded boy, and I just coat him down with sunscreen. And my wife thinks I'm a fanatic about it. And that's okay. Uh, but that's just our life. Uh, I mean, I think it's been, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, per se. People recognize you, you know. <laughs> it's almost a little bit of a curse because people will recognize you before you recognize them. Right, the right, right. You know, yeah. They remember yeah. you. Um, so, Anyway, no, I just in life in general, I think it's been great. Oh, nice. Love to hear that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Irwin. Absolutely. It was a pleasure being on here and best of luck to you guys. And hopefully this information is helpful to your audience. Thank you so much. It definitely is. Thank you. All right. Take care. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with the tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. He was great. He was great. Second redhead man on the podcast. <laughs> I know. And I think if you're listening and you have not scheduled your dentist cleaning in a very long time, now's your chance mm-hmm. to yeah. call a local dentist and get a cleaning because it's really important and don't have any anxiety. And if you do, your dentist will walk you through it and the dental hygienist. They and- really help the hygienists are like totally underrated. They are really there to help. And yeah, they're great. And this is, I think, a really well, great story. To- for- we were saying earlier, though, they love to talk to you when your mouth is, you know, so- like full, yeah. <laughs> full of stuff. Yeah, but I was going to say, this is a great story for anyone who doesn't want to go to the dentist still. Um, I had been feeling like pain in the back of my mouth stuff. Do you remember this? I was feeling pain and I went thinking, is it a cavity? Like, what is it? So I went and um, it turns out I had an old filling from like when I was in seventh or eighth grade that was leaking. And what's really important to know is like anything in your anything in your mouth is directly related to your heart. So if you ever notice someone who has like heart failure, they usually have like their teeth are are loose or they're having problems with their teeth because it's so connected. So I got nervous Mm. because I was like, oh my God, it's connected to my heart and I'm getting, and I have a leaky cavity, like a filling. Yeah. So they had to take, they had a drill. They had to like numb me, which I didn't have any problems with the numbing, but they numbed me. They drilled uh, which by the way, the numbing is a weird sensation. It is a weird feeling. Like I know you're not feeling the pain, but it's the numbingness is weird. And then mm-hmm. they had to take it out and I had a hole at a hole in my tooth and they had to take the whole thing out and they had to clean it. And then they had to re put in a new, a new filling. And 
I didn't have the pain anymore, you know, immediately after it, I was over. So wow. I think that, you know, if I let that go, who knows what could have happened? I mean, it was leaking and it would be leaking into my heart and it would be hurting my tooth. I probably would have had yeah. bad teeth problems. Um, and that's really the only cavity I've ever had. So, you know, it stinks that I, that was the one with the issue, but anyway, it's just a little, little story for anyone who's hesitant about going and the hygienist was right there with her water and like, you know what I mean? Helping. And they give you, they, like my doctor, you day, yeah. <laughs> and they'll ask you for your blanket. If you want a blanket, mine does. And like, they make you comfortable. So I think that that's something to know too. And, and, and we were just talking to our producer about this before we are recording this ending, but the Dr. Irwin, who we just had on, she was saying that he had 55,000 plus five-star reviews. And just like the way that you- 55,000. 55,000? That's what she said. She said she had, he had thousands and thousands. Really? Maybe not. Oh, wow. Well, anyway, he has a lot of five-star reviews, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's a good way to find a dentist is my point. Yeah, no, it really is. And he, I think he, he brought up a lot of great points. Um, even talking about teeth whitening, I think that's yeah. something where you don't think about on a redhead, but it is something where we do have to think about like our teeth are just different in terms of how they look because of the complexion. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, um, I'm definitely going to get those teeth whitening things that he recommended. And yeah, we should pop those into to- the podcast notes too because I feel like – Yeah, and get your kids to the dentist too because it sounds like you have to start them start yeah, them young. Start them young. Which, which is really important. So we will definitely maybe um, explore more, I think, on the topic of that study we were talking about with genetics and dentistry. Um, maybe we'll touch upon that in another episode because I think it's something really fascinating and it really is a really intense um, study. So, but we'll put in the podcast notes so you can read it. And now it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media and we thought it would be fun to bring these to our podcast. So we're going to be answering a few And if you have a question that we have not answered on this podcast or in previous podcasts, you can email h2barpodcast.gmail.com or just DM us on social on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, our handles, how to be a redhead. So let's get right into it. The first question, Adrian, is from Olive on Instagram. Are there any new studies about redheads? So we thought that that would tie in really nice with today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Any new studies, there's there's so many studies and the ones that we do have, we do put on howtobearedhead.com. So if you ever want to, um, you can just go to howtobearedhead.com, go up, click and search studies, and you'll see a bunch of different ones. I know on this podcast alone, we have talked about do redheads experience more pain at the dentist? Do redheads need more anesthesia? Do redheads need more Novocaine? Um, do redheads feel pain differently? Uh, we have covered all of the newer studies, but anything that's new developing, like for instance, there was one study we just talked about on Instagram. There was a study done that red bees, bees like the insect are, Mm -hmm. are more attracted to redheads than any other color. 
And then they did a study about mosquitoes and the interesting study about mosquitoes being attracted to redheads. It's not actually the Mm. color of red, like our red hair. It's they're attracted to like the scent that humans give off. Mm. And if you give off a certain scent, I guess it could be based on your blood type. Um, Stephanie, actually O positive, which we both are. They're the most, they're the most loved by mosquitoes. Um, that makes sense. I get eaten alive. (laughs) Right. Right. But what's interesting is if you give off that, like basically that scent to a mosquito, it's actually when it's in a lab, that scent is red Oh, to the eyes of a mosquito. So that's why we did a thing saying like, oh, if you're more prone to get bit, you're, you have red hair, but you also emit red, like a red, I don't know what it would be, but like a red ammonia or something to the mosquitoes. So red in Mm. and red out. So um, all those studies we always cover on like TikTok, on Instagram, on our website. So definitely head there and check it out. Yeah. And the next question is from Emma on Instagram. She said, what is your favorite comeback when someone says, quote, I can't imagine being ginger, end quote. I think that that's something where you just have to, you know, the comebacks are whether you're really a, a person that has quick comebacks. I know I'm kind of not a person that has, you know, I can't, I'll like say something, but then later I'm like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. But like Isa, you know, Isa, she was always like in the mirror, like perfect, like uninsecure. Yeah, if you yeah. guys are fans, she would yeah, be like yeah, perfect yeah, in yeah. the mirror. And then in person, <laughs> she would freeze. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Oh, I miss that show. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I think you just have to say, and I'm proud to be a redhead, you know, shoot back with something really positive, especially if you hear something negative. Yeah. I think a great comeback to something like that is exactly what Stephanie said. Like, I love who I am. Um, or I think too, it's just like also like, oh, you must not get it. You know, like you must not get how cool it is. Like, I think when you flip the switch on it, it's really great. Like even sometimes when people are like, you do what for a living? You do what? It's about redheads. You know, they say mm-hmm. something. I'm like, oh yeah, you have to be a redhead to get it. And they're like, oh, I guess so. You know, but I always just kind of turn the tables. Like you just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. so I awesome. Like- you just don't get it. <laughs> Mom's response if someone was like, I mean, she has blonde hair, but if she was a redhead and she's like, I couldn't imagine being a redhead. Well, you're not. <laughs> like, Or like, yeah, you're I have like, don't worry about it. It's nothing you have to worry about (laughs) or be concerned about. So mind your business. (laughs) We actually, we should put these in the podcast notes, Stephanie, but we did a popular post in 2015 called 10 comebacks. If you're ever bullied about your red hair. Yeah. Um, I'll just read a few. Um, I appreciate you stopping to comment on my looks. You just proved for the millionth time that I'm unique. What's your point? I got it. I'm beautiful. And then another one is, I know, right? I'm a magical creature. Can't argue with that. And then this is one that's very common. I feel like people say this um, and they're they're right to say that you should say this, but you're just jealous because I never have a bad hair day. (laughs) Yeah. I love that one. Um, Two bad people are not paying hundreds of dollars to get your hair color. And Mm -hmm. then the number one, the last one is everyone with eyes can see I have red hair. Everyone with brains can see that it's gorgeous. So Mm. we have some really good stuff on com. If you head up there and you type in comebacks, bullying, anything, you can always search. Yes. And we have done an article on the last question we're going to be talking about um, that's from Lila. (laughs) 
yeah, on Instagram saying, how do you deal with men saying, quote, I like redheads, end quote. It's so creepy. So <laughs> I think that that's something where... Lila, that's really funny. That you just have to... I like red. I mean, cool. I would just say, I don't even know. It has to be, I don't even know the setting on when you would get asked that. Maybe if you're out and someone says that, I think. I'm sure if you're single and like mingling or if you are like on dating apps, people must get those comments all the time. I like redheads or you're, yeah. I mean, I like redheads is so, I don't find that. I wouldn't take that as a compliment. No, I, if someone no. said, like, if I was single or whatever, and someone said, your hair is beautiful. I love your red hair. Like yeah. making the comment to you, but generic using it in a generic form like that is, is creepy and weird. And I would just, I, I, I have personally said, I don't like that, but that's yeah. my personality. <laughs> like I have said, ew, if someone has said yeah. that to me before, like, ew, <laughs> because I think I want to set the st- the standard of like, I don't want them to do it to other people. I guess that's like the first thing that goes yeah. through my mind. So I kind of just want to like stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to stop it right then and there. And honestly, I don't think that I realized that like men preferred redheads until I was like in my twenties. Maybe I was naive, but I think I was like in my early twenties, like after college that I like was living in Boston that I started hearing things like that. And I'm like, wait, people just like like redheads. That's weird. And then I ended up um, befriending someone who was Asian. And then she was like, yeah, we're both like a fetish. And I was like, oh, what? And I, I never yeah. thought about it. But then as I I've obviously now with so much life experience, 15 years, 20 years later, I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's so true that men I'm sure there are some men are on dating apps or women are on dating apps, whatever, whatever gender. And you they look for redheads. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're um, someone who has said to someone else, I like redheads, mm-hmm. know that that's not a compliment and to just avoid <laughs> saying that to a redhead yeah. because it's really a turnoff. And you're not going to get the date if that's what your aim is. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I find it, I find it creepy. So I think just having a good comeback, being really strong. And if you don't like what they have to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with politely being like, I don't like that, you know? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the person saying it doesn't have clean teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could right? be, it could like, be connected to their heart. <laughs> yeah. So definitely look at their teeth. And if they need a teeth cleaning, maybe that's a good comeback. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> go comeback. Get your, go get your teeth clean. You know I what think- it is, though? The reason it's not a compliment is because no one wants to be liked just for their appearance. Like for me, I know you stuff you feel like, like we have so much more to be loved than just our appearance. You know, yeah, like it's so true. There's so much more to like. So when you're just like pick on someone's, oh, I, I really like your red hair. It, or I'll have a thing for redheads. It's like, you don't even know me and you have a thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. Such a good point. Yeah. It's because insulting. of the color of my hair. Yeah. It's right. insulting. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just to end this podcast. On a positive note. <laughs> yes. Go get your teeth clean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, maybe just keep smiling and have an amazing day redheads <laughs> and want to help us spread the news about the head about how to be a redhead brand in this podcast please give us a five-star review and tell your friends redheads and everyone else to subscribe you can listen to this podcast directly on our website howtoberedhead.com 
on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes. We will be adding so many links from today's episode, talking to Dr. Irwin, and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.